Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 107. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a question that maybe you've been thinking about, maybe you've had somebody ask you, but you're kind of wrestling with it and you're trying to figure out what exactly does the Bible teach about that question. And you're also maybe you're finding that you're not getting that question answered through a normal church service or through Sunday school or even a Bible study. So we try to come together on Thursdays with a podcast and basically answer those questions here. So today we're going to talk about a question that has to do with your heart and the reflection of your heart. Here's the question. How is the condition of my heart reflected in my speech. How is the condition of my heart reflected in my speech? Because here's what we're going to find. A lot of times we think that we can just look at a person. Well, I can look in your eyes and see who you really are. Well, that's actually not true. But there are other ways to find out about where a person is at. And Jesus actually tells us how we can tell where a person's heart is. And so we're going to look at this question and we're going to deal with a couple of things. We're going to look at a common misconception that kind of is out there, especially in a church. We're going to look at the whole issue of the condition of your heart. How is that reflected? And then we're going to look at what the real issue is. Why is this question important? So let's talk about the common misconception that we have, that we operate under, that I have even operated under. I just want to point out three things here. First of all, many of us operate with an actions speak louder than words mindset. Did you catch what I'm saying? Many of us operate with an actions speak louder than words mindset. In fact, you have maybe even said that to somebody. You've listened to them saying, and they're saying this, that, or another, and you just say, well, I hear what you're saying but actions speak louder than words. And by that, we mean we can tell where a person really is by the way that they are acting or carrying on or by what they're doing. And so most of us operate by that mindset. And and to be very honest with you, a lot of times that's true. You can see through the actions of others where they're really at, but that's not true all of the time. So that brings me to my second point. Therefore, we tend to judge people based on their outward actions. We tend to judge people based on their outward actions. Now, the problem with that is just like what I said earlier, is that even though we have that tendency to look at their outward actions and we think we know where they're at, and so we basically judge them or act upon that, that's not always true. Someone's actions don't necessarily reflect where they're at. Because here's my third point. The problem is that you can act right and not be right. 
Did you hear what I said? The problem is, is you can act right and not be right. In fact, that was one of the biggest things that Jesus was pointing out about the Pharisees. Remember the Pharisees? They were that very conservative religious group within Judaism of its day. They were doing all the right things. They even looked good. They were very spiritual. They took spiritual places in the synagogue. But the problem is they weren't Right. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, verse 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead man's bones and uncleanness. What's he saying here, whitewashed tombs? Well, basically they're tombs, they're graves but they're whitewashed. They're whitewashed so that they look good on the outside, but the reality, it may look good on the outside, but on the inside, they're a mess. They're death. They're spiritual death. They're not good. They're not right. And so that's the problem with our common misperception here. We think actions speak louder than words, but the problem is, is you can cover up who you really are with the right actions. It's not your actions that reveal who you are, it's the condition of your heart. Did you hear that? It's not the actions that you perform that reveal who you are. It's the conditions of your heart. So that's why I want to go over again in Matthew over to chapter 12 and look at verses 33 through 37. Listen to what Jesus says here. Again, he's, he's addressing the Pharisees and the scribes. They had just referred to him as being able to do miracles through the power of Satan. He just is speaking to them about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, that not being forgiven. And then he goes to verse 33 because he's revealing where they're really at. Look at what he says, verse 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit brood of vipers? How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word men will speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment." For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Whoa, what's he talking about here? Well, he's saying that you can tell where a person is by their fruit. Now, oftentimes we think of fruit. Well, George, isn't that what we're just talking about? Actions speak louder than words. Fruit is actions. No, fruit is basically what comes out of your life in every area. Actions are a part of it, but that's not solely what comes out of your life. That's not solely the fruit that comes out of it. So here's what I want you to do. We're going to take this passage. I'm going to give you three things to think about, okay, as far as the condition of the heart. So first of all, who you really are is reflected in the fruit of your life. That's what Jesus is saying. Who you really are is reflected in the fruit of your life. So, for instance, if I go out to my apple tree, I'm not going to find strawberries there. 
What am I going to find on my apple tree during harvest time? I'm going to find apples. I have a pear tree. I'm not going to go to my pear tree and find bananas. Because the pear tree can only produce what? Bananas. That's the point here. Someone who is good, whose heart is right, is only going to produce what is good. Someone who's wrong, whose heart is wrong, is only going to produce fruit that is wrong or evil. So who you really are is reflected in the fruit of your life. And so Jesus goes on and he says this, the condition of your heart is reflected in your speech. The condition of your heart is reflected in your speech. That's what he says here. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you really want to know where someone is at, even though they look like they got it together and their actions are all right, take a look at who they are by what they say. What do you mean by what they say? Well, I know somebody, they don't curse. I'm not just talking about cursing. I'm talking about other things that come out of your mouth, such as James talks about speech, your tongue brings forth cursings, and the next word is bitterness. Are they a complainer? Are they bitter? Are they judgmental? See, all of those things reflect who they are. See, this is what I'm trying to say. Who you really are is reflected in the fruit, and that means the fruit of your mouth. So if your heart is not right, it's going to be reflected in what you talk about and what you say. And so the condition of your heart is reflected in your speech. And so that brings me to my third point here that we really need to grasp because oftentimes we'll quote this verse, but we don't truly understand what it's saying. You know, Jesus says every idle word will be judged. Now, why would he say that? Well, he just told us why in the preceding verse, because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So when Jesus judges us, he's not going to judge us because, oh, we got all the right actions or we're being real spiritual and we give and we attend church and, and all of these things. And we know our Bible. No, it's not any of that. What really talks about who you really are is what you say, what comes out of your mouth. And now he's saying is that those things will be the basis for your judgment. And so he goes on and says, so by what you say, you'll either be justified or condemned. Justified or condemned. I mean, if I think, here's, here's what I'm thinking. If we could just meditate and memorize verse 37, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. I think that would change us if we truly thought about that for a moment. If we reflected upon, what does my mouth reveal about my heart? And what does that mean later? I'm, I'm just being honest with you. So, okay, so we're getting right down to what is the real issue. So let's talk about the real issue here, all right? Because you can come away from this and saying, okay... I need to, yeah, make sure I don't do all the wrong things. Now I need to make sure I don't say the wrong things. So we can get into a mode where we feel like we have to change our speech because that's the issue, right, George? I need to change what I'm saying. See, now that's the problem with what I would say is North American Christianity. We seem to be focused on behavior modification. 
changing people's behavior. Because that's what parents do. When you rear your children, you are trying to help them to adjust to life. And part of that is behavior modification. And so we sometimes have a concept that Christianity and church is about making me into a good person. So, hey, George, I'm listening to this. And what I'm seeing is, is you're telling me that I need to adjust my behavior. I need to adjust what's coming out of my mouth. That's really not the issue here. The real issue is this. The issue is not behavior modification, but rather heart transformation. Do you see what I'm saying? The issue isn't behavior modification. It's not you adjusting behaviors or adjusting what you're talking about. Rather, it's you transforming your heart because out of your heart, your mouth speaks. Out of your heart comes the actions. Do you see what I'm saying? So you need to transform your heart. Your heart is a reflection of who you are. In fact, that's what Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19 says. As in water, face reflects face, a man's heart reveals man. So the issue is I got to change my heart. All right, so how do I do that? Well, that's my second point here. It starts with the renewing of your heart and mind. It starts with the renewing of your heart slash mind. See, because when you talk about your heart, you're talking about the essence of who you are. You're not talking about that muscle that's beating in the middle of your chest that's keeping your blood circulating. You're talking about the essence of who you are, and that includes your mind. So you need to start by renewing your mind. Listen to what Paul says, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you need to renew your mind. How do you renew your mind? Through God's word. Through, your, through God's word. So that brings me to the third point. If I'm going to transform my heart, which is going to be reflected in my speech and my actions later, how do, I, how do I transform my heart? Well, listen to what David writes in Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So that's my third point. You have to immerse yourself in God's word. You have to immerse yourself in God's word. Okay, so let's get back to the original question. How is the condition of my heart reflected in my speech? Well, the fact of the matter is, is who you really are is going to be manifested in the fruit of your life, which is what comes out of your mouth, especially towards other people, And then what's also coming out of your life in your actions towards other people. Now, you can't just go by actions because you can modify your behavior to look good, but it still be rotten on the inside. The fact of the matter is, is that you got to look at the whole of a person, the whole of their fruit from their lives, and that is especially expressed in what comes out of their mouth. And so the question then is, What's coming out of your mouth? And what does that reflect about your life? Something to think about.
The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have. And you're sitting there and you're saying, well, George, I do have some questions. I, I really need to know how can I get those to you? Well, there are several ways. So, for instance, if you're a part of our church family here, and this is why we're doing this podcast, is for our church family, you just simply need to write a question down, throw it in the offering plate or hand it to me or hand it to any one of our leaders and they'll get it to me and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. And by the way, if you're living in the Kerwinsville, Clearfield area and you don't have a church home, you don't have a place where you regularly attend and you're looking for a place where you can regularly attend and grow in your relationship with Jesus, we would like you to consider coming and visiting us. We have Sunday morning worship at 1045 on Sundays. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville. That's the main street in Kerwinsville. Our service is a come-as-you-are service. You can basically come as you are. You don't need to worry about how you dress. We just want you to come and learn about Jesus, and you'll see that Kerwinsville Christian Church is more than just a worship service. It's a group of people who love Jesus. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page, but through that Facebook page there, you can direct message us or right on the wall, we will get your question. You can also go to our church website, kerwinsvillechristian.org, Simply go to the contact page. You'll see a form there. Fill out the form, ask your question, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Next week, we're going to talk about another question. It has to do with you and I, but it also has to do with Jesus. And so here's what we're going to look at next week. We're going to talk about, does Jesus pray for us? Does Jesus pray for us? We hope you listen next week. Until then, take care.